Blog. Watson, the 8C Diet Coach, and you're listening to 8CG Body Talk here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm also the author of How to Feel Good Naked in 26 Days, the Advanced 8C Diet Protocol. I always like to give my book a, a plug every now and again because I really think that uh, um, it really made a big difference in the way people look at this uh, protocol, and uh, even though it wasn't written to be sexy, it was kind of, you know, I didn't think about when I was writing my, my first book about it being sexy. Sexy. I actually thought, you know, as far as having a bunch of content about me and my life and my story and what have you, it was really my, I wrote it in the, in the way I like to learn. I want somebody to tell me how to do something in order to get results. Um, I didn't want all the fluff. I didn't want, you know, all the backstory. All I wanted really was just tell me, and that's the way I think and I process my life to this day. Tell me what I got to do to get to where I got to go and to get the results that I want to get. And that's kind of how he wrote the book, more like of an instructional manual versus a, a um, um, autobiography or what have you. So <clears throat> my next one may be a little bit different, but uh, I always like to let you know that book is available out there on Amazon and, and comes with um, our, our products when we sell our kits, what have you. But it really, I think, it did make a big difference in the way people look at this protocol. Hold on a second. We got music coming on from somewhere. Sorry about that. It just kind of came on by itself. Hopefully, it won't happen again. So anyway, the topic today is uh, another topic that may not be real sexy, but you know, I, I really, when I find things fascinating or interesting or someone sparks a question, um, I immediately think to myself, does anyone else out there have the same question? And believe it or not, I got an email um, last night. Um, so you can thank this topic uh, from Linda Murphy. Hope she doesn't hope she doesn't mind me saying her name, but she sent me an email, basically asking me um, how would she how, how would she know when she had um, burned through all of her um, brown fat? And I kind of thought to myself, wow. That, that, I kind of looked at the question again. I went, brown, she wants to go for a brown brown fat, and I was like. Well, that's kind of the opposite. I don't know if she wrote the question it wrong or if she, or she just had it confused, but I just took it, you know what? Number one, no one's ever asked specifically about brown and yellow fat, which I think was pretty fascinating. Number two, I've never talked about it, um, and I think it's really fascinating once you hear once you hear a little bit about what goes on in our body um, and how these fats, um, how they actually function, it may, it may uh, make you think a little bit differently or it may make sense to you I think number one, why this protocol I think is so successful, but why how you can actually be uh, how you can have long-term fat loss um, just by knowing this little bit of information. 
So, you know, Dr. Simeon's in his pound, pounds and inches. You know, before I go further, guys, do me a favor. I always do, you know, forget to do my little sound check. Press one on your phone if you can hear me okay and everything, audio's fine, and I'll put your hand up real quick and I'll let me know that um, I'm not talking and you guys are sitting there wondering what happened. Okay, thank you. All right, hit one again and put your hand down, and that makes, that'll be good. Thanks so much, guys. Anyway, um, so Dr. Sabian's in pounds and inches, he talked about that that's one of his, one of his I think, breakthrough discoveries that he found that there were three different types of fat in the body. He described them as structural fat, visceral fat, and abnormal fat stores. And, um, and that was something that no one had ever really heard of before. Now, even to this day, from the research that I found, that really most medical professionals don't really agree with that, and they only look at two types of fat, and that is the brown and yellow fat. I think most of us can probably visualize um, what we mean by yellow fat, and 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 that is, I think I, when I think about fat, I think about Oprah Winfrey pulling out her her uh, you know wagon full of the 50 pounds or whatever that she had lost in in, in fat, and showing people visually what that looks like, and, I, and, I, and that still sticks in my head. And, I, and how many years ago was that? Um, but you know, if you you, you kind of can you know pick, picture what yellow fat looks like, and not all fat is created equal, and, and you guys hear me talk about, you know, visceral and structural fat and how one is, you know, one shouldn't be lost and the other one should should be preserved and what have you. But this, I think, will clear it up a little bit. It even cleared it a little bit more up for me, um, actually, you know, researching this topic a little bit more so I could try and articulate it um, the best way I can. So when, we, so when he talked about three types of fat, the abnormal fat was is really that fat that we have in our bodies. It's usually the fat that we don't like looking at, the fat that makes our clothes not fit real well, the, the one that slabs and hangs and, and it's not very attractive. Um, and usually when we go on most weight loss uh, diet, our, our goal is to, to get as much of that fat off our body as possible. Um, for those of you who have dieted a lifetime <laughs> like me, um, you know that there are so many different weight loss protocols out there that you probably have tried in the past, and um, you, were, you were successful to a point, but the overall picture at the end of the day, you still had fat in pockets and places that you really, did, you really couldn't seem to lose them. It just seemed like maybe it, it, you did shrink a little bit, you may have lost some pounds, you may have stalled out and you wouldn't go back past that point, um, but you still, you know, most of us, if we were satisfied, we wouldn't be still in the process of seeking, seeking a better, healthier body. So... It was interesting when they talked about this yellow fat and and and, uh, and brown fat that you know really all yellow fat I mean all yellow fat is not you know con considered abnormal fat and, and and actually when you hear me talk about um, structural fat and visceral fat visceral fat is that that some of that we all have a, need a normal amount of fat especially women women need to have fat in their bodies just for them to look feminine for them to have the curves and, and not look like men. Um, men happen to have a little bit more muscle mass, and that's why we look like men and act like men, and women have more fat, but that's what makes up a woman. And obviously too much of anything it can be a problem, and too little of, of something can be a problem. So always, you know, we're, we're, we're given normally with the right amount, and then we somehow mess that up, mess that process up along along the way with our diet. But so some of that visceral fat is that fat that surrounds our organs and, and, and in between our muscles and, and kind of protects, protects our organs, but it can easily turn into abnormal fat as those, as those pockets tend to grow and tend to grow, and then what happens, they become storage. Uh, they're, they're like sponges. They start storing more and more of itself. Um, 
And this is where we get this is where we start getting the problem. We start getting the belly fat and the hip fat and the arm fat and the thigh fat and you just you just look look and feel fat all over. Um brown fat is actually um something that as adults we have a smaller amount of. Now some people genetically have more brown fat than others. Now brown fat is actually uh is is actually designed to generate energy, to actually generate heat. Um, and actually burns calories. It actually burns fat. It's actually a, a, a fat in your body that actually burns the other fat, if you will, or helps to generate energy to burn the other fats in your body that your body doesn't need necessarily. Babies uh, inherently have more brown fat when they're infants than we do as adults, and as we grow older, we get that, those amounts get smaller. But why is that important, um, and why do we care? And, why, and this is what I was like, going, wow, this is what I found to be fascinating. Because of the fact that, you know, with this HG diet protocol, we are shifting, you know, fats, if you will, in the body. We're, we're liquefying and getting rid of the ones we don't need, and we're trying to preserve the necessary fat that we do need, the brown fat, and even some of that, that uh, visceral fat. So I'm going to call the brown fat more in the line of the structural fat, and the visceral or an abnormal fat is that subcutaneous um, fat, and that's your abnormal fat stores. So keep in mind that current medical doctors and professionals don't look at three types of fat like Dr. Simeon's did. Um, they only look at the two. We either have too much yellow fat, even beyond what we need is normal, which is which is the normal amount to protect our organs, and we end up being obese, and we have too little of the brown fat that actually generates energy um, and turns itself on and off. Um, ironically enough, um, usually by you know our body te- by, by our outside temperature um, that we're in the environment we're in, and by our exercise level. And this is why I think this this, this conversation is going to be very powerful for especially some of you guys that may live in places that, where winter is uh, really winter. You know, it's cold, or parts of the world where it's cold, because you actually have an opportunity with this little bit of knowledge to actually turn on your natural body's uh, furnace in order to help your your own brown fat turn on, kick in, and actually help you burn some of the yellow fat that you're trying to get rid of while you're on this protocol. So this is going to be very interesting. So so the interesting part about it is that we basically are trying to get rid of as, as much of this yellow fat or this abnormal fat uh, as we can to actually get our body shaped back to where it belongs. Now, like I said, especially if we all need to have some fat. It's just like in your diet, all, not all fat is bad. You, you have saturated fats, you have unsaturated fats. You know, we have the good fats from our oils and our nuts, and then we have the other fats from other types of oils that aren't real good and saturated chemical oils and other, and other um, uh, pasteurized uh, foods that aren't real good for us. So it's not like it's... Um, it's all bad or all good. It's just a matter of we, we need the balance in our not only in our diet but also in our bodies. So it was very interesting that this brown fat is where where it's located mostly. It's in small pockets throughout the body, but it's in higher concentrations like in the trap in the trapezes in the shoulder area in the in the chest in the pecs in the back in the upper back and in the lower back. And even though they are smaller pockets. Uh, of it, it actually generates so much more energy than the yellow fat that it really is important for us to engage that as much as possible. Now, one of the theories, uh, one of the theories that Dr. I think Dr. Simeon's, I, I believe that was interpreted in, in Dr. Simeon's protocol was that by getting rid of as much subcutaneous fat as you could or as much abnormal fat as you could, your body would naturally start to 
transition and create or, pre- or preserve it, the brown fat. And even though he didn't explain that, this is what I'm getting by, by studying this a little bit further, realizing that we all have this, um, uh, these, these fats, and some of us have more of it naturally than others. And this may be, uh, to me, an explanation for some people that seem to have those natural metabolisms that they can pretty much eat whatever they want and their bodies do not store fat because they may naturally have a higher percentage of this brown fat versus yellow fat. Now, what's, what's really important or really key is that you actually can help the body to generate more of this brown fat. And, you know, so, when you, you know, like, you know your people, that if you look at some, you know, someone's arm and they, they raise the arm up and they have, like, you see that they have a, you know, tricep muscle there and the, and, the, and the skin seems to be firm, those people have more brown fat in that area. If you see people that have the floppy arms and, and if you have that problem, then you basically have more yellow fat in that area. And, and, and basically the brown fat is important because that's kind of what keeps our, our skin looking toned and tight and, and keeps kind of our, you know, our face and, and, and looking young and, and, and uh, vibrant. And what happens when we lose that fat or lose that, we burn up that brown fat or, 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 or basically tap into it, um, that's when you kind of see the, the faces look gaunt and, and the body starts to flab and sag. So I thought this topic was really fascinating because – I don't think anyone visually can think of the process of, you know, why you're doing this protocol. What is, what is it really? You know, you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to get rid of, and, and those of us who, who, you know, suffer from, you know, large pockets of fat in any area, that's what we're focused on. We want to get rid of, I wanted to get rid of my belly fat. I mean, it was, a, that was my biggest focus it's, to you. It may be something somewhere else on your body. But I wanted to give you a visual that you actually have this natural mechanism that's in your in your body that you actually can tap into and help and help your journey along along naturally help your journey with the, with your weight loss with the HC diet protocol. So how will we go about doing that? Well, one of the things that I mentioned earlier that if you happen to um, live in a colder environment or you live in a, a warmer environment like we do here in Southern California. Now, we live by the beach, and my wife and I are always complaining that our house is always really cold because we get the offshore breeze, and we don't turn on the heat. We just close the windows, and we put on a, you know, put on a, a long T-shirt or something and you know warm ourselves that way. But it's always like 60 degrees. It feels like it's like 60 degrees, 58 to 62 degrees. Now, some of you guys are probably thinking that's like you know a heat wave where, you're, where you are right now. But for us, I mean, that's kind of chilly. And... Um, but, you know, the time of day that we, we choose to normally exercise is in the morning um, and the early afternoon versus the midday because that's when the sun really comes out and it gets kind of warm. And we didn't – that was just because we kind of wanted not to be really hot. But by what I'm understanding that, you know, really timing for, um, timing for when you actually exercise could make a huge difference on how many calories your body actually burns um, depending on where you live. And I thought, especially with people that live on the East Coast or live in, in colder climates, that knowing this information may motivate you to get a little bit more active and also to use that cold weather as a asset instead of an excuse. I mean, I understand that, you know, I lived in, I you know, went to school in Washington, D.C. I lived in Cleveland. I understand what it's like to go out in, in very cold weather and the snow is out and nobody really wants to trudge around in snow boots in the snow. But we're talking about severe weather. But when it's, when it's not severe weather, um, just realizing or even just allowing your house, you know, if you exercise at home, 
you know, allowing your house temperature to be stay a little cooler while you're exercise on the days you're exercising could actually literally helps turn on these this this fat store, if you will, or this this brown fat, and literally turns it into a thermostat for your body and a calorie burning, a fat burning machine. And so you literally have the the potential to turn on and off your uh, an additional uh, your body's additional ability to burn more fat without even knowing it. That's why some people theory, some people have theories that drinking ice cold water and forcing your body to actually warm that water in your body helps you burn more calories. Some people say the complete opposite, you know, don't drink cold water. But this was very clear to me that, you know, thinking about when you're exercising, choosing to exercise, you know, earlier or, in, or at the colder part of the day or in the morning, actually exercising, because that was one of the other things that was really exciting to me. Someone who, who was from, you know, from day one argued that exercise and HC diet should belong together when everyone else seemed to think that Dr. Simeon said the opposite, which I still to this day don't, in his manuscript, he never says not to exercise. Um, he talks about overexerting, you know, overexerting yourself, doing things that you normally don't do for a long period of time. But if you're someone who has an exercise regimen or you are you a normal athlete or you love exercising, or you, you know, stopping your exercise regimen for 6 to 12 weeks, um, common sense would tell you that you would, your muscles would atrophy and, and that you would actually lose muscle, which is, which is basically being contradictory to your fat loss process. You're actually you know, stabbing yourself in the foot, if you will, when you stop your exercise regimen. For those who do, who've never exercised before, you know, I'm not going out and saying that, you know, suddenly just start, you know, running five miles a day. But the more active, usually the more weight you lose, the more active you feel. You just want to get up and do stuff. Um, and I could, like you said, you always check with your doctor when you're doing a, you know, a new diet protocol or a new exercise regimen. But what was really important for me to drive home here that, that not only do I believe that exercise is paramount to getting the sculpted, sexy, lean body that you want, that, that you actually have fat in your body that, that wants to be turned on, and the only real way to turn it on is either put yourself in severe cold or to start exercising or the combination of both. And the combination of both is extremely powerful, and it can make a huge difference on on how many inches you lose, how many pounds you lose. And it may, be, for me, be a, an, an explanation that now it's added a question to um, my normal uh, interview process when someone's calling me for coaching or for help um, to find out where exactly they live in the world, what the temperature's like outside. You know, when I have people that are you're just having record numbers and they're just blowing, I mean, the numbers are blowing off the charts. I'm like, man, you lost that much weight in the first week. You know, now thinking back, whether, you know, they're living in New York or Chicago, um, that could be one of the reasons why. I mean, it could actually our geographics and where we are in the world. And if you happen to be in warmer climates, you just know that you're not getting the extra fat burning um, capabilities of your body from this brown fat because it shuts off in warm temperatures, um, and which is which is really to me fascinating. Now, it may not be fascinating to other people, but to me, that's fascinating because the more I find out about how our bodies work and how we can work in sync with it and actually help it, do, it's doing what it, it it's actually a perfect organism by itself. I think we have kind of screwed it up. So if we learn more on how to actually just do the dance with our bodies versus fighting it. I think that our entire journey, especially our weight loss journey, could be effortless and a lot easier to go by. You know, people, I, you know, I've said, you know, one of my biggest philosophies when it comes to, 
you know, weight loss, especially this pro- protocol, is I always talk about there's a trust, there's a relationship you have with your body, and that your 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 body literally needs to learn that needs to know and trust that you're going to give it all the nutrients and food that it needs in order for it to survive and actually not even survive to actually to um, be vibrant and and to and to be you know completely um, um, powerful and strong, and 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 if if it if it has a problem with your integrity with with it and this is with yourself and I, I know it may sound kind of strange talking about it, your own body and maybe a third person but i want to i'm a visual talker i'm a visual thinker I, I, I that's how my brain works and so i try to give visuals so people understand where i'm coming from but this relationship you have with your with yourself that if you deprive yourself of water your body will will resist releasing water if you if you deprive yourself of food and nutrients your body will resist resist losing any kind of fat because of the 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 natural defense mechanism of fight or flight i don't want you to kill me off so the more you try the harder i'm going to resist and so that's why starvation diets don't work because you kind of you kind of think you're winning the game for a very short period of time and then then your metabolism just shuts down and when it shuts down like that, it's literally like somebody just closed the, closed the lid to the vault, and getting the combination is going to be very hard to come by. So all this information tied in. That's why when I, you know, I, I love learning. I love getting information. I hate school, but I love, I love information. And my brain is like a sponge when I, when I kind of get this information, and, and I think it's fascinating or I think it may help just one person make the connection between um, getting active, utilizing, implementing this protocol, and using what God gave you, and have and being in you know what you call it, synchronicity with that whole system, that it really makes it easy. And I think that's why some people do this protocol, and it's the easiest thing they've ever done. They lose weight effortlessly, they keep the weight off effortlessly, and they go on and live their lives. And then there are some that struggle from the beginning, struggle in the middle, struggle in the end, and then come back and do it all over again. Um, and that may be your journey. That, and that doesn't make you wrong or bad or, or, or anyone else better or, or right. It just means that may be your journey. That may be your learning process. And I'm that, I'm that kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy that I sometimes you know, have to go to the school of hard knocks a couple of times before I, I get it. Um, I think I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but as a teenager and as a kid and, and as a young adult, I mean, I can't tell you, I, I, I re- repeat the same mistakes over and over again, <laughs> and you'd wonder what I must be crazy. Um, so it's kind of interesting that this whole dialogue that we're having, um, and I, like I said, I don't know, I, you know, I'll be waiting for the feedback if you guys have some, what you guys think about this, but I thought the question that she sent really kind of sparked me to go, wow, this is a conversation I've never had. And I love having conversations. I, you know, I hate repeating myself over and over again. You know, I've talked about the HD Diet Protocol, Phase 1, 2, 3, and 4. Probably if those of you who have listened to my podcast, you know there's several hundred of them now, and I've covered them over and over again. And I, and I like doing that because you never know. There's always new people cycling in that have not maybe heard the beginning and don't know how it works. And the fact that we've tweaked it and changed it and, and, and kind of what I believe improved it a great deal that those changes need to be heard and, and talked about. But today's conversation is about how you can take whatever protocol that you're doing and take something that you may not have known about. You may not know how to. You may not have known that you had a light switch in your body, natural light switch in your body that you could turn on to help you reach your goal. But as you turn it on and as you exercise and as you eat right and as you have to give your body the nutrients, your body's going to start getting rid of and dissolving the abnormal fat stores and actually start 
um, replacing your structural fat, replacing that with structural fat and, and more brown fat. And the more brown fat you can actually build in your body, that in conjunction with muscle it w- is what makes you turbocharged. That literally is the combination that makes you a fat-burning furnace. And, uh, and to me, that visual um, is hugely important because I can see it now. It makes sense to me. I can actually think of the process, the whole fat burning process while it's going. I can think when I'm exercising now, um, you know, what's going on in my body, and it actually motivates me to continue to do it. Um, I'm hoping that that this, comp, this little bit of knowledge will get people, you know, especially those of you who live in the colder climates, to um, to take away the crutch, take away the the um, the excuses, and find a way to get active. And that doesn't mean that you need to be outside of your house dealing with the severe weather if you have it. It just means that, you know what, instead of turning on the heat and, uh, you know, you, guess what? You can you can lose more weight, you can exercise, you can lower your energy bill all at the same time on a few days, those few days a week that you're going to be actually implementing exercise in your protocol. If you're outside of the, outside of the house and, um, you know, then, you know, try to be outdoors as much as you can. Try to take in that, that try to use your winter as your fat burning uh, your your fat burning season versus your your um, you know your fat gaining season. We know that you know especially someone who like I said who, who's lived in the Midwest and the East Coast that winter time is is usually a time that we put on the winter coat. I mean, it, I think these these uh, um, analogies and and um, things that people have made over time were brought on for, for for realistic and obvious reasons. I mean, we put on our winter coat, we end up getting it thicker, you know, throughout the um, throughout the winter because we eat more, we, we're less, we're, we, we're more set in there, we don't get it, we're not as active, and, and we end up putting on weight. And here you have something that's actually trying to turn on and actually is turning on, trying to fight that, but because we're, you know, over being over-caloric with our calories, we're eating the wrong type of carbs, um, and food combinations were basically defeating the purpose. And really that, guess what, just a, a normal, forget about the HC diet protocol or HC body for life, forget about the whole, that whole thing. Just knowing that for three or four months, you know, depending on where you live, you know, throughout the year where it gets colder, you just having a sensible diet, um, you know, the, the normal amount of calories that your normal BMR, your, 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 your normal basal metabolic rate could handle, which means if you ate the calories, the amount of calories that your body needs to sustain its level of energy and got a little bit more active and did nothing else during the winter time, you actually would go into spring thinner than you entered just by making that small shift. That, to me, is fascinating. That, to me, that means that, you know what, for those of you who have gone beyond the weight loss um, realm, that you are in the what we call the phase four of your life, and that you know maintaining your weight is your is your biggest challenge or goal that this little simple bit of information may make the difference on making it easier for you to maintain your or, or maintain your goals or, or maintain your weight just by you shifting the time of day that you actually exercise or actually getting more active or allowing yourself to be in a little bit more colder temperatures. Let me see if I missed anything on this little topic of mine because um, I had some notes here. Let's see. I think I've pretty much covered it, and so you know what? I'm I I'm going to open the lines. Like I said, it's um, we got plenty of time to chat and talk about whatever you want. But like I said, my goal is always bring you know concrete information that may help 
somebody, if it helps one person, turn the light on, get motivated, get active, either choose to start the protocol, either choose to get serious on the protocol, or actually, um, you know, maintain their 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 new health um, by some information that I can provide you guys. Then that's that's my purpose. That's my my reason for for getting up every day, and and especially for doing these weekly shows and for talking to people every day all day. Um, I, I gotta say that I I I love. I love what I do. I love the fact that I get to get up and be purpose filled, but I also love the fact that because of you guys, you're 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 allowing me and kind of forcing me to constantly be looking for more inf- more information on how to make it even better. And that means I'm learning. I means I'm I'm learning something new every single day. I'm I'm you know I'm like I swear I feel like I'm getting a master's degree in 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 in, <laughs> in all these different you know uh, in the body and and, and and you know in in kinesiology and biology and and all these different things because of the fact that I just do so much research and 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 looking for information and, and it can't be frustrating because there's a lot of information that contradicts itself. You can get one person literally who says one thing and Someone else will completely could say something completely different, and you kind of go, you know, how is it? How can these professionals, um, both are credible people, have completely, you know, polar opposite, you know, opinions on getting to the same goal? And it can, and it can be frustrating because you don't know who's right, who's wrong. So what I do is I experiment. I tell you that you know I'm in a constant state of testing out one theory or another. Um, you know, someone's you know eating habit ideas, or because I'm constantly, I'm trying. I think I'm obsessed with somehow, uh, you know, being part of designing the perfect diet. I think the issue protocol is is pretty perfect. You know, it was perfect. I think in its day. I think that some of the changes we made to it definitely made the fat loss and the muscle building process of it more powerful. I still see way too many people that are having a hard time maintaining the, the, the weight and keeping the weight off. And uh, so what happens when you have the world's greatest weight loss or fat loss system or protocol um, if, in fact, it becomes the newest, hottest, best, and fastest yo-yo diet in America? That's something that really would sadden me. And I think in some cases it's becoming that that case because there's people doing multiple, 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 multiple phases not to reach their goal, but multiple phases to take off the same 40 or 50 pounds. Um, and psychologically, I can see how that that can happen. It gets very, it gets, your mind, your mind shifts when you finally realize there's something that actually works. I mean, it, it just, it shifts for the good and also shifts for the bad. You know the bad. The downside is that you know it works, so you you give yourself a little bit more slack to get away with 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 a lifestyle change instead of so it's usually a temporary lifestyle change. But I think one of the things that that um, is really kind of missing right now is is how do and I even think it's missing even in, in in our own revised protocol. And that's why I'm I think obsessed with with keep testing different formulas because. What I think, I, and, and maybe you guys can answer the question for me I, I, on this call or even send me an email, what would, my, what would be the perfect, perfect um, lifestyle system, sort of weight loss system or diet? I mean, for me, I want something that works quickly, that I, I can enjoy the food that I eat, and that I can live, live, live it as a lifestyle without feel like, feeling like I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm 
I'm being deprived or I'm a bad boy if I eat something that so-and-so is not on my, on my list. Um, I, so I want the shame out of it. I want to be able to enjoy the food I eat. I want to be able to lose it quickly. I want to keep it off. But I also want to keep it off without having to live and act like an athlete. To me, that would ideally would be the and, – and have it be something that's adaptable and duplicatable by the majority of people. Now, we understand that not all – you know, that's why there's so many hundreds of – and I probably could say thousands of different diet plans that are out there, and everyone swears – there's always someone who will swear by one or the other because whatever works for them, they're going to swear by. Now, for me – I swear by this, could it work for me? But I've also literally witnessed it work work now for thousands of people. I don't know if I was in Jenny Craig and I was a you know a, a, a what do you call it? I guess I don't know a coach or something or or Weight Watchers and I and I've seen it work for work that system work for thousands of people. Then that would probably be my my go to my go to protocol. But you know I don't I've never seen anything else that that literally you know sh- shatters the barriers of the two pound a week uh, fat loss otherwise it's unhealthy rule because I've witnessed not only physically losing 10 12 13 pounds in a week I've seen people lose 20 pounds in a week now granted they had a lot of weight to lose 20 25 pounds in, in seven days they weren't healthy they didn't fall out with a stroke or a heart attack and they felt the best they've ever felt in their life so I know that, you know, just like the four-minute mile was shattered when we couldn't think it was possible to lose, I mean, to run more than, run a mile faster than four minutes, I believe that this protocol has clearly shattered the fact that it's not healthy to lose more than two pounds, two pounds a week of fat because there's, there's been no other weight loss system on the planet that's been able to get the body to do that in a healthy way. This has been proven to do that over and over and over again, and nobody can tell me any differently because I, I physically have experienced it. And when you have physically experienced something, you have a knowing, and no one can shatter that knowing. It's just because it is. And so for me, the, what's missing is yeah, – and I, and, I, and, I, and I trust that the universe understands when I, when I tell people that, that – and I, and I say it in all sincerity – but I, I, this is the first business that I have ever owned, and I have owned, you know, I've owned multi-million dollar businesses in my in my lifespan, where I said I didn't want repeat customers, and I like, and I, and I, and I always check myself when I say that because it really feels odd, and it sounds kind of weird to say it, and it, and it sounds scary to say it. But but I think the universe understands what I mean because I was checking with the universe when I say you know I say that I said look you know just you know just make sure you know what I'm talking about what I mean by that you know I'm not trying to tell you to make my you know shatter my business or you know whatever I'm just letting you know that what I want is people to to get to their goal reach their dream of how they want to look in the mirror and feel and their health level of health they want and then be able to keep it there. And so that's why I'm, I'm constantly on the quest of, to find something that's mainstream because there's still that a pretty decent-sized percentage. And I don't know, it, I think it's lower than the majority of the other weight loss systems out there. I want to say that probably 40 50% of the people that, that go through this protocol um, have are repeat customers because the lifestyle or the eating habits haven't changed because this really doesn't. It really didn't, didn't teach you how to change your eating habits. I mean, the original protocol told you how to lose weight, and then it said go back. Basically, don't do this for a couple of weeks. Don't have any sugar or starch, and then go back to normal eating. And it sounded too good to be true to the average person, and it ended up being too good to be true because normal eating. normal eating is what got you there if you consider what normal eating is. Now, granted, we defined or redefined what normal eating can mean to any individual by clearly saying that 
If you change the way you think, you change the way you eat, you change what you put in your in your body, and you change how you um, expel that energy, you should have the body of your life for life. Unfortunately, that when you have the success so quickly and you want to, I think all of us want to believe that that we don't really have to do anything else. All we have to do, we got this, we got, we lost the weight, we, we're no longer fat or obese or uncomfortable or whatever our problem was, and now we just, we're going to have all the good intentions, but it's almost like we just, we, the light switch goes off and go, well, now what do we do? What do we, what do we eat? Well, okay, well, now left to my own devices, your body and your mind only knows what you've done for a lifetime not what you've done for six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks. Even though you're supposed to form new habits, unless you practice those new habits and you make them a priority, um, you're going to revert back to what you know, your comfort zone. You're going to revert back to what's in your face. You live in a society that is designed to keep you fat. TV commercials every, you know, you remember TV commercials, remember, remember uh, what was this, Chuck Willer, you go, be back in two minutes, two seconds. Have anyone noticed that TV commercials are like four and a half, five minutes, that your actual TV show, your hour show is literally about 35 minutes, and the rest of it's 25 minutes of commercials. And of those commercials, they're either drug ads or food ads. So you're constantly being bombarded with pizza and, and Burger King and Wendy's and Taco Bell and drugs for this and drugs for that to fix your ailments for being fat, and that's the society we live in. So unless you either check in or check out, it's really difficult to to uh, live on the straight and narrow and, 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 have, and, and be conscious. I mean, I got to tell you that Jane and I, it, is, it can be exhausting sometimes. We, always, we start off our day going, what are we having for dinner? Okay, so let's make sure we take it out and so it's prepared. Because if you don't plan, if you don't plan, what do you say? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So we think, okay, what are we having for dinner? So we don't get to the point where dinner time is around and we have nothing thought out and we go, well, shoot, we didn't have anything thought out. You know what? Just Let's just order a pizza or let's just get Chinese food. So we wake up in the morning and go, what are we having for dinner? Because dinner is the only thing that really, you know, we want to make sure that that definitely is the best, our best meal choice, especially because it's right before, you know, bedtime or late in the, late in the day. We like to you know, try to load our higher calorie foods earlier today if, we, if those are the kind of days we're going to have. But it is exhausting because you have to wake up present every day. You have to think about it every day. I weigh myself every morning. She weighs up every morning. That tells you what you did the day before, if it worked for you or not, and you have to go, hmm, okay, well, I, hey, I'm up a pound. Okay, so now what am I eating today? And not a lot of people want to go through that. I, and we don't do it perfectly. Trust me. I have gained weight back in, in my, in my over, over the last two years of, of doing this protocol, and I, go, and I quickly have, have take, not, never letting myself get to a point where I go from the point of no return, where I get to the point where I go, oh, my God, this is going to be such a hard journey for me to get back. Ten pounds, and I go, okay, that's, that's it. And the funny thing is I don't necessarily look different, and the clothes aren't really fitting different. It's just you know. You, you have to know that you have to have a, a, a when. When are you going to say when? And I think for me, I think it's the fact of what I do and the fact that I, I believe that I have to live in, live in an example I don't think if I was doing what I'm doing right now, would I be as as uh, conscientious um, as I am about how I look and, and and being my brand? Because I think that's you know I think athletes are their brand. I mean you know if you are a fitness model, you that's your job. I mean the bottom line is that you want to be a fitness model for your successful one. You better look like one. You come in looking overweight and out of shape and scruffy, you lost your job. Athletes have to stay in straight, stay in shape and be the best shape they can be. 
to be competitive. I think whatever it is you do, you, you should live and, and, and be an example of that. So I think because of the pressure I put on myself and that we put on ourselves, it's probably one of the reasons why I have that limit. And, um, and if I didn't, I probably, it may be more challenging. I don't know, but I, I, I would say, to be honest, that's probably a high probability. So for me, I want to go, you know what? There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way with all these different theories and, and way people eat, and some people have it down and some people just nail it, but it's got to be a way for the masses, for all of us, to find a, a, a happy medium between losing all this weight, maintaining, you know, maintaining it for the time that we have, and then having it slowly but surely have us check out again, and then we end up climbing back to, you know, somewhere in between from where we started. And I think rarely, I think rarely there's, there's very few people I've actually spoken to um, that have said they gained all their weight back and then some. And even if they have, they kind of go, I gained it all back, but I don't look like I did. And so it's kind of deceiving. But most people, they don't because they kind of go, okay, wait a minute, I better check back in and do this protocol. So when I say I don't want repeat customers, I mean it in the way, I really mean it in the way that, you know, obviously if you have to come back, there's no shame. I'm not shaming anybody. I'm here to help you 100 times if you need 100 times because eventually you'll get it. You know, it's funny that um, we have a new puppy that Jay and I got yesterday. Uh, and we haven't had animals, you know, for three years, three years now. And because of our traveling and our lifestyle, you know, we kind of went, oh, do we want another animal? But whatever, we kind of decided, let's go look. And we went and got a, a, a Neapolitan Mastiff, which uh, a puppy, and she's nine weeks old. And it's exciting. You bring a little puppy, and she's cute, and she's adorable. And, and we know that she's going to be this probably this little monster, you know, I mean, as far as size when she grows older. But the thing is that you kind of get home, and you realize, oh, crap, okay, and literally crap that you got a potty train and that you have to all of a sudden that there is not a moment that you cannot be looking and watching this this little puppy running around the house to make sure they're not going to be pooing and peeing all over the place because they don't know. They haven't, they're in a new environment. They haven't been trained. It's like having new babies. You, you can't have – they get toddlers. When they're starting to walk and run, run around, you've got to have your eye on it. It's like you, you're not at rest. You're kind of like in this constant state of anxiety you know, just making sure that you're protecting them but also teaching them. And so you kind of go, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is our choice. This is the animal. Now we have an animal. We have a pet. It's pooing and peeing all over the place. We're, it's keeping us up at night, you know, with the crying, and now it's sleeping in bed with us, and we've got to wake up every two hours to make it, put it on a mat and make sure it, it goes to the bathroom or take it outside. And we go, oh, man, you know, what would, we really didn't take this one out. But you know what? It's the process. That's, that's just the process. That's the consequences that come along with our decision. And in the, in the scheme of things, there's more joy coming out of it than frustration. And, uh, and that's really what the bottom line is. So, and I know I tend to ramble on the different things, guys, but I, t- I just speak from the heart, and, and whatever comes out comes out. But I hope the content I gave you will, will actually make sense to you. If it doesn't make sense, look it up and, and make, make it make sense to yourself because your body is a wonderland of, of – uh, that it's willing to help you get you where you want to go. The HCG in your body is just one aspect, that one tool uh, in the tool chest. And without the other components, it really does nothing on its own. It will not. It, it actually can make you gain weight if you don't follow the protocol. And you guys have experienced that. So HCG is not the miracle, even though it is a miracle peptide that actually allows your body to release stored fat. If you just took HCG and you ate whatever you wanted to eat, you would get bigger than you you started with 
in a very quick period of time. So it's it, you know the Dr. Simeon's discovery wasn't just HCG because that that's something that was already already created. It's a hormone that was already created. His discovery was HCG with a low calorie. Uh, diet, specific diet with a specific foods put in a specific way gave you a specific result. That was it. That was the genius behind it. Now, over time, that genius got it had to be morphed. And I look at it like simple as this. You know, the invention of the television is no less important today. But how many of us, if you're in my age group, grew up with, you know, no remote control and you had little antennas. You had to go over and wiggle and move and change and get up and move to get the snow off the off of the um you know off the T V channel. And now we live in an age of H D and Blu ray and flat screen TVs and, you know, just this magnificent, you know, technology and you and and I don't know how many people would voluntarily want to go back to getting a black and white T V with, with rabbit ear antennas. So you have to evolve as as society evolves and as our foods evolve and as you know the chemicals and the, all the crap that they're putting out there evolves. We need to evolve with it, and then that's one of the things that I thought that we need to do with the pro that we did effectively do with the HC Body for Life system. So that's so I look at HCG protocol, HC diet protocol, pounds and inches as the black and white TV, the brilliant the brilliant invention that was that will change the world, and I look at AC Body for Life as the evolution, the obvious necessary evolution of where this needed to go in order for us to be strong, athletic, lean, and sexy. And there's other people out there that have morphed it in their own way for other for other reasons, and 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 they're not either good or bad. But I only, I only can stand by what I know and what I had part in producing. And so, and all my stuff came from my own trial and trial and you know trial and error with myself and my family, and then other people, and now thousands of people. So. This is just another tool for your tool chest. If you have the opportunity, turn on your brown fat and try to burn as much of the yellow fat as you can. You'll always need to have some fat, especially for you ladies. Fat is not your enemy. The right amount of fat will make you sexier than anything you've ever been in your entire life. It's just a matter of getting it in the right proportion. So don't think this fat is your enemy. Just think of the fact that you need to get the, one, the, the fat you don't need, the abnormal fat that's not necessary for you to look the best you, want, the best you can. You want that to be gone, and you want to help your body to turn on this brown fat, and it'll, that'll help you reach your goal. And as guys, like I said, you know, we have the capability faster because we have less body fat than than women to actually reach our goal um, faster. So I put a challenge out there, and, 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 it, and it, my challenge is to the men out there, that especially those of you that are going into your 40s. I don't know. Actually, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know what? I believe that we we and I may have talked about this before, but I don't believe that we should live in a world where we have double standards where men can be walk around with big bellies and 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 out of shape and our women have to you know that their goal is to you know have to look the best they can and be pretty and we don't feel like we need to be the best we can look and and be sexy for our women so you know there's no reason to go quietly in that good night there's no reason why 50 doesn't cannot look like 30 and 35 and 40 there's no reason why you can't have a flat belly pecs and biceps and quads and and the whole nine and 
there's no reason why we cannot age and be sexy couples and have sexy lovers versus being one at one extreme to the other. And uh, I say, I personally say it's not acceptable because now we have the tools, we have the information, we have the education, and it's just a matter of making choices. And if you choose to be that person in your relationship or that person in your own life, that's not showing up that you can live the longest, the longest you can, feeling the best you can, looking the best you can, then shame on you. That's the only time I'll ever shame anybody. You know what? If you get all, you know, being ignorant or not having information and making and making and living a lifestyle of doing something because you don't know, nobody can blame you for that. But once you know and someone and you've been informed, I mean, I love the fact that now they're having low T commercials on the internet, on the on the, on the television, telling men that you know low testosterone is is you know at epidemic proportions. But they didn't have they didn't talk about low T you know a year ago on TV. It's been like the closet conversation. Nobody mentions it. But guess what? That affects us as men. That's what causes us to you know to helps bring that big belly on. And guess what? So you guess what? Get your testosterone level checked. Get your hormones. Uh, check, you guys. Check into this laminin. It actually, on a cellular level, is is really um, helping people get their natural levels of uh, hormones back in check. Get on this protocol or any protocol, but this is the only one I know is going to get rid of the fat fastest. Start exercising, get in shape, and and start looking the best you can for your mates. Because I know the ladies out there are the ones. Because I have of all my what ten thousand people on my list, seventy five hundred of them are women. That just goes to tell you that women are taking the initiative to, to look the best they can, and, and obviously we men aren't stepping up. So my challenge is, you guys, that if you hear these podcasts, you know this is not a woman's protocol. This is a, this is this is actually a man's protocol as much as as it is a woman's protocol. Being on this protocol will actually help your your low T numbers and help you build muscle, help you lose more fat, tap into your brown fat. Get rid of your yellow fat and start. All of us start looking and feeling um, better, you know. Because when I like when I titled the book, you know, I you know, people ask me and they said, you know, on a marketing level, it may not have been may not have been the best idea to to name your book what you did, how to feel the naked in twenty six days. I mean, that doesn't people don't know what that's about. But if you had said you know new AC diet guide or something, you probably would have sold more books. But I, the honest truth is, I asked myself, do I want to lose weight? What did I really want? I wanted to feel good naked. I wanted to feel like I always wanted to make make love to my wife with the lights on. I think too ma- too many people in this world right now, you know, they you 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 were attracted to your mate in the daylight. You fell in love with them in the daylight, and we're suddenly going into the dark because of the fact we were ashamed of how we look and feel about ourselves. And I want to turn the lights on. So bottom line is that I wanted to feel good naked, and that's, that was my goal. And I don't know if that's the majority of people's goals, and maybe I could have sold, I could have had a bestseller by changing the title. I don't care. The bottom line is that to me is what's important. And I believe deep down inside that's what's important to a lot of people because, you know, shame of feeling how you feel, um, not feeling sexy, not wanting to, you know, I tell you, I, I, I tell you, I have 7,500 women on my list. And, and I think fortunately they, they talk to me and they email me. So I'm not talking out of my behind here. I know that some of their biggest goals that they just want, they don't want to have to hide and, and turn the light and, and, and worry about the lights being turned on. And, and, and I'm thinking that's a, that to me is a sad place to be for men or women. And I, and I speak for myself because I didn't want my wife to look at me. I was that embarrassed and humiliated the way I looked at myself. I didn't even want to look at me. So, I understand that, and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because I literally know what it feels like to go from the dark to the light. 
And every single human being that has a weight problem should be able to experience that. And, I, I, and until I find something that does it quicker, better, faster, healthier, and, 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 and makes it easier to keep it off for life, I'm going to keep singing this tune. I'm going to keep showing up, shouting out, and saying, you know what, this is what I know. And, and if something else comes along that I know, I'm going to share that with you, just like I'm sharing it with you, yellow and brown fat. <laughs> like I said, it ain't sexy, but it's real, it's true, and it can help you reach your goal. All right, so we've got 38 minutes of uh, your time, prime time, to, to ask questions and, or elaborate or share, whatever you want to do. Um, so easy to do. Just press 1 on your phone. That puts your hand up. I take the calls in the order that they are, they pop up, you know, first come, first serve. That's how we live our world around here. And, um, you know, you know, share, share some thoughts. And, and, and those of you who do listen to this, um, this um, call or on this call, and if you don't really want to mention it now, I would like you to email me the three things that you would, the three things that you would find to be the, the, the t- would be your perfect diet or your perfect lifestyle um, uh, and actually, diets. You know, I keep telling people that diets are bad. Where I actually look at look at the meaning of it, and it's, it actually there's nothing there's nothing negative about it at all. But email me, you know what you're at, you know at Colin at Colin dot com. Email me what the three things that would make your life being having the perfect weight loss protocol. Like I gave you, my three was lose fat, lose it quickly, love the food I eat, and keep it off for life. And have it be easy for me to just live my life, have a lifestyle where I don't feel like I'm dieting 24/7. That that to me is my my perfect world. Tell me what your perfect world is, and and please, guys, because I have like right now 1,700 emails that I'm still trying to get through. Um, so the easiest thing you can do for me is in the subject line, hit in caps, put either like read me or uh, my three diet, uh, my my ideal diet in caps, my eyes, my ADD stuff. That's what I catch those there. when I'm scanning all these emails, trying to root out the junk versus the the you know the questions and the actual content that people want answers to. My eyes catch those, so I'm I, I tell people this all the time. Just putting the putting the uh, subject line in caps, read me or whatever the subject line is that your question or something. It, my eyes will see that, and I will respond to you faster. I'm sorry for those that I, I may get not get to you as quickly, but I just try to scan through what I can, and 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 I will get back to everybody eventually. <laughs> um, but it just gets overwhelming sometimes, so that helps me. So, with that said, um, let's go ahead and uh, get some. Um, Question now. The first one I'm going to call on your hand has been up since jump, which man you may have left it up from your um, letting me know that you can hear me. So if you don't happen to have a question or comment, just let me know. But your number is three one seven three nine five. You're on the air. Hi, this is Linda Murphy. I'm the one that emailed you about the brown hey, cat. Hey, Linda. Hi. Thank you. Um, first, I want to say you know thank you so much for um, helping us with the questions here about the fat and also how to do phase three correctly. Because I'm one of those HCG yo-yo dieters. It took me a couple times to do it. (laughs) But now um, I think um, the last time I did it, I followed um, the way you showed showed us how to do it. Um, And I was able to stabilize. So I was able to go through one more round. And now I'm at the place where I think... I'm done, but I would need to find out if, if there's a way you could gauge if um, if I've met my ideal weight. Great, and that's what you meant by your question. 
right? Is that what you meant by your question? Uh-huh. How, do you, how do you know? About the brown right. fat, the fat, which right. I, I did call it incorrectly, but, yeah. Still a great question. Like I said, I thanked you at the very beginning because you sparked this conversation. Are you on the protocol right now? Yeah. I mean, are you on phase two or phase three? I'm on phase two. Okay. I good. would like to All be right. done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, I totally understand. I love that honesty. Um, really, the um, my you know, I think I'm sure you heard my theory. My my theory is take it to take it to the, to where your body finally tells you you're done, and and that's indicated by by the, the HG no longer working. I mean that, that that's a combination of things. No more weight loss. I mean literally the scale is no longer moving. It, it's beyond a stall. It's no longer moving. But it's in conjunction with the guys. Please hear this. Conjunction with um, severe hunger. Okay, and you're starting to feel like you're being on starvation. You're starting to feel like that starvation diet. You're starting to go, I don't feel good. I'm getting the headaches. I'm hungry. I'm not losing weight. That's when your body's now shifted from abnormal fat stores and now trying to go after that muscle and that structural fat that we were, t- that we were talking about earlier, that yellow fat that you really need um, that you've now depleted. Um, it also you also can measure that by your 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 mirror. You know, if you're still looking and pinching and, and you kind of go, hmm, I still got a little bit of fat here and there, you're probably not done. Another good idea is to take your body fat percentages. I mean, if, in fact, you are in the teens or you're in the 20s, actually not in the teens, you're in the 20s, the low 20s, 23, 24, 25, I mean, that's still considered, I don't know how old you are, that's still considered really, really good, you know, uh, body mass uh, percentages. So oh. it's really a... A combination of things. So ideally on this protocol, the way it's been designed, what I, what I experienced, what I physically experienced to be true is that when you no longer have any more fat, real fat to tap into, the weight loss really starts going, going, it starts going at a snail's pace and then it finally just stops. But all of a sudden you're, you're consumed with the thoughts of food. From the second you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm hungry. And now it's like, and you can't shake that thought process. That's mm-hmm. when your body's telling telling you that you're pretty much done. Are you experiencing any of that stuff? Um, yeah, I'm trying to decide if it's in my head or, or what, because I'm at that that third week when you're. It seems like when you hit the third week, you kind of go through the stalls. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I think what? I've only lost two pounds on this round. I mean, I lost. So let me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, what were you going to ask me? I'm sorry, I shouldn't interrupt you because I to get your thought. I was going to say <laughs> okay. that so I can get a, so I can get a visual. I, I just wanted to get like you know where'd you come from and where you're at and, and you know your size. Your, you know sometimes it, you know okay. I'm saying it, getting a visual. So if you don't mind, where'd you come from weight wise and where are you at now? Um, if you mind, I, that's fine. Don't. I'm not. Uh, uh, oh, with, I'm five one, and right now I weigh one ten. Okay, well that's uh, that's pretty darn. Those numbers make sense to me. So I mean, if you were, if you said you were five one and you were still one hundred and forty, hundred fifty pounds, I would probably think that you probably have some adipose left on you somewhere. But you're pretty that that combination. Those numbers make sense um, for where you're at right now, which means you're probably pretty darn close. I would really go get your body fat percentage checked. Um, if you if you if you can't like get it done at the gym or something with a skin fold mm-hmm. test, then if um, it really would have helped if you did it in the very beginning, but Ideally, I would for you if you're if you're not if you're not sure if you're having diet fatigue or real hunger, I would push through another week. Um, 
because week three is that magical week, but it's also that curse week. I mean, it's it's the week where you kind of start looking in, for those of you guys that may not be at the end of your round, but near the, the beginning or the beginning. Week three is when you, your eyes and your body start to actually visualize that you're actually shrinking. Week one and week two, your scale could say you lost you know, pounds, the tape measure said you lost inches, but your brain's looking in the mirror and you're like, well, I don't look the same to me. I freaking don't look like I've changed at all. Week three seems to be the time where your brain starts to go, your optical reticulator starts to go, well, hey, I, look, I can see that I've lost some weight. I'm, I'm, I can start seeing the changes. It's also the challenging week where your body kind of goes, oh, let's see how serious you really are. You are really, I mean, you are at the, the you know, statistically at the numbers where you're supposed to be. Um, I would probably think that you, you, you're probably really, really, really close so the only way for you to determine if you're having diet fatigue versus real hunger, um, I'd push another week. And if you're just constantly in the in the process where you're just going, you know what? I'm, I mean, physically, if you're just not feeling great and you're hungry, and it's time to shift into phase three and call it a day. Okay. Okay. Where'd you come from? Where was your where'd, where'd you start at this? Where'd you start your original journey from? What were? Oh, uh, one sixty-eight. Good girl. That's awesome. See, that's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you may be you may be at the wall. Let let's see if in the next seven days your body actually proves you're at the wall. Um, because like I said, I mean it really will give you a a pretty uh, indicative signal that guess what it's time to stop before it allows you to start chewing up your muscle. Um, so just listen to your body, pay really close attention, um, and if you just you, you, you'll kind of know. You'll just kind of go. You know what? This doesn't. It doesn't feel good anymore. Because I think on this protocol, I, when you're losing weight and you're tapped in, so you're tapping into fat. You got energy. You feel great. Everything's wonderful. If you're starting to feel fatigued mentally, emotionally, physically, you may be at that point. Does that help? Very much. Thank you. And thank you for your question. That, that I say you're the one that sparked this conversation today. So thanks so much for the email. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Let you, let you guys know there are no stupid questions, um, and you know I love them because if I don't know the answer, I'll research it. If I know it, I, you know, I'll elaborate on it. But um, you guys, that, that, that was great. So keep asking. Next call is four zero seven two two seven. You're on the air. Yes, hi, Colin. It's Lori. I have a question for you. I, I um, you know, I'm I'm always hungry for more information. You know about this protocol. I just think it's so awesome and so fascinating. And and I was looking, doing some searching for some recipes and came across, and I'm pretty sure I understand where you, I think I understand where you stand on it. Um, she was saying that if you use the coconut oil, she says it can make your P3 um, less successful. And I don't think that's where you come from on P2. You you think coconut oil is okay, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I, I, and oh, good. Just, just, just through per, personal experience, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I think not only does the coconut oil give your body the the the, the good fats, and and we're we're also we're very just you know we we do recommend coconut oil, but we're very very specific about how much coconut oil to use. Yes, um, but the day, fact right? that yeah, exactly. But the that I mean, we we already know that coconut oil is great for the body. It helps mobilize fat. It also brings flavor to the food. It gives you the good fats your body needs. And that's what I'm saying. All fat is not bad. And I don't even think that the original protocol, you know, we, we we didn't know that kind of stuff. We weren't talking about, you know, saturated fat and unsaturated fat and good fats. And we weren't talking about that in the 50s. So you got to. This is what we're talking about the the evolution that you know with life things change and we have to change with it. Otherwise we'd stay stagnant. So to answer your question, I definitely don't think that it has anything to do with phase three being um, 
uh, stable, make it easier, difficult, more difficult in phase three. I think phase three is phase three. Um, I think even phase three at this point is going to need some modifications. I'm working on that as we speak. We're, we're working on um, trying to figure out a way to make phase three more user-friendly to eliminate the, the necessity for constant steak days and protein days for people to gain weight. Um, and we do this by testing. All I can do is, like I said, trial and error until you get it right. But, um, you know, as it is now, I, I disagree completely that, that, that coconut oil has anything to do with um, with hindering stabilization in phase three. And and if you uh, you um, listen to our previous caller, she I, she followed her protocol and she's gonna stay, her phase three is going to be fine. So um, there you go. That's well, my that's, answer anyway. That's good. That's good to hear because I I'm um I'm five three. I'm at, at one fourteen. My goal was one ten. Wow. In, and um, I haven't moved much on the scale, but I've been. I, I started a cold on over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And is that can that create a stall at all? Have you, have you ever heard that? Well, the cold. Are you doing anything? Become, are you treating the cold? No, I'm not. Really? Okay. No. I mean, your body. Yeah, your. When I think about it, think about it this way: whenever your body's under duress, and that means viral duress or or stress or what have you the fat loss process does shut down because everything else is working on trying to fight off your virus, your cold, or, or the stress we have. That's what the cortisol is. We're talking about cortisol. Um, so yeah, having a cold, I would think it's, it's very common for your, for your, your weight to, to be slow, but also the fact that you're in the same numbers. You're in the same numbers. I mean, you're, you're kind of like in that realm where you're uh, – I mean, look at all these teeny women. I mean, you're in this realm now where you're, you're, you're pretty darn close to where you need to be. And it's going to be a snail's plate. It's going to be a. This is this is where your resolve sets in because you can, you know, it's not about a number on the scale anymore, guys. It's about it's about what your body is supposed to what your body is supposed to be, and we have these numbers we put out there. But 110 and 114 can be completely different if you if those four pounds are now muscle instead of fat. So the thing is that don't worry about reaching that number. Worry about looking and feeling the way you want to feel, and also check your body fat percentages to make sure that if you are in a percentage that's considered to be fit, um, and sound like some women have numbers that are exceptional, um, but anywhere, I was like say anywhere in those 20s, you know, low, mid-20s, to you start, you start breaking the 20s into 19, I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's literally like the, you know, the, you know, the 10% of the people on the planet are in that, in that range. So, Check those numbers because you may be where okay. you need to be. I mean, it's all it's all a, it's all kind of a, a perfect picture. You know how you feel, how you look, and don't go for the number on the scale. I just did a video on YouTube today about you know using the tape measure. Yeah. Where, you know, you guys, this is really powerful. You gotta you gotta use your tape measure. You can't rely on the scale, especially for you ladies. You can't run it because your body, like I so said, your body fat. It shifts, fluid shifts in your body on a daily basis, and it could drive you nuts. If, it, if all you use was a scale, it would drive you insane. So um, use a combination of all three of those tools. Um, when you get really close, make sure you, like I said, give yourself the push to, to see if your body will trigger that um, defense mechanism that, okay, guys, you, you've exhausted all the fat I got. I'm not letting you go anymore. Listen to your body, really pay attention, and, and then at that point shift into phase three. And, and I think you're there. You're almost there. Yeah, thank you so much, Colin. Thanks, Lori. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome, man. you got great questions. Thank you. Okay, next caller, 505. And for those of you who have asked, asked a question, do me a favor, hit one and put your hand down because when you look at the screen, it's kind of hard to tell because it, it kind of changes as I hit hit a button. So if you already answered your question, please press one again. Um, next caller, five oh five 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 one, you're on the air. 
501-551? Are you saying 501-551? I'm sorry, yeah, 501-551, sorry. <laughs> okay, hi, Colin. Um, my name is Sneeka, and I had a question. I came on late, so I did not hear. Can you give a brief synopsis of the yellow and the brown fat for me? All right, brief recap of yellow and brown fat. Yellow fat is the fat, I think, that we, we all visualize as the Oprah Winfrey pulling that, that big, uh, you know, wagon out on the stage when, when she showed how much fat she lost. That, if that's the, the, the fluffy, kind of chunky, jelly-looking uh, fat. That is our, you know, what we consider, what Dr. is referred to as our abnormal fat. We call it visceral and subcutaneous fat, which, is the, which we need a necessary, a certain amount of it to protect our organs and surround it. The problem is that it starts to grow out of control. It starts to, it starts to um, recruit friends, as I, I like to say, and build and store more of it. Um, and that's, then it becomes dangerous because it starts choking off these organs and then becomes we become obese. Brown fat, on the other hand, is actually um, fat that actually it, it raises up your core temperature. It's designed to as a, a uh, as a thermostat to burn fat um, and actually keep the body warm. Um, it actually is triggered in it's triggered more in colder climates and colder weather or when you exercise. So we talked about that that knowing this, exercising at in at earlier times in the day when it's the weather is colder if it's depending on where you live, or actually using the cold weather as a as instead of an excuse as an asset that you can actually burn more fat, lose more inches and lose more weight by allowing your by allowing your body to turn on that switch um by exercising in the colder weather. So the brown fat is something that, that that you want to build more of as you get thinner and healthier. And as you do that, your body is going to trigger your body's response to keep it warmer, your temperature higher, it's going to burn more fat. Um, you're going to see the floppy arms and, you know, kind of tighten up because that now that, that yellow fat that's there is going to be minimized and replaced with more of brown fat. And there's some doctors um, right now that believe that we, that, that we can – through diet and exercise and giving our body the right nutri- nutrients and the right exercise, which exercise is key, um, that we can literally um, produce, have our body be the majority of, you know, muscle and brown fat and only the necessary uh, yellow fat that we need to, that we need in our body that, sh- you know, to um, protect our organs, and that will keep us as literally as fat-burning furnaces. So in a nutshell, that's what we talked about. Does that make sense? Yes, so the brown fat, we do want more of that and less of the yellow fat. Yes, brown fat is the good fat, yellow fat is the bad fat, um, but yet yellow fat is not all bad because we need we we need we need it. We just don't need as much as our body is producing to, for us to be in the obese stage. So it started off, we start off with a normal amount of it. Um, what happens with our diet and with, you know, with our you know, lifestyles, our body starts producing more and more of it. Um, as we get more stressed, insulin we start in, you know creating more insulin. It starts creating more fat, and our, it's just our, our whole lifestyle. So that's so it, that's kind of really I think why we have so many obese people in this country is it's not just because everyone goes out and eats crappy. It's a combination of lifestyle, stress, diet, and mobility, and that means lack of, or lack of mobility. And that this brown fat is really something we are we all have. Some have some of us have more than others. Um, but it's it's a natural part of our bodies that we can turn on to help us beat the battle of the bulge, especially while we're on a protocol that, that is allowing us to liquefy fat in the thousands of thousands of calories a day. So that's why this information is important, especially for those of you who live on the East Coast or in, in inclement weather that is colder. Using these months, January, I mean, the January, February, December, you know, March even, 
um, before full spring and summer come, use these colder months to help you get the body of your dreams versus using the colder months to allow yourself to get bigger. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Always get the recap. All right. Let's see. I have – okay, go ahead and put your hand down, Tamika. Hit, uh, hit one again, please. Um, 317-395. I can't tell if I've called you and I'll be on the air. 317-395. Are you there? Three one seven three nine five. Okay, cool. All right, so um, let's see if we have anybody else. Let me scroll down. All right, does anybody else? We have about eighteen minutes, and we can close out early. If you have any other questions or testimonials or stories or what have you, feel free to share. We got open time, or we can um, close the call. I think I've covered a lot more than I planned to tonight, um, and that's just kind of how I roll. I just you know, have my topic, get it out, and then all of a sudden whatever pops in my, my, my busy little mind, I talk about. But as you can always tell, I'm always really excited um, about this protocol. Okay, we've got another question that came up here. Uh, 626676, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, my question is, you know, since you talked about um, using the cold weather to um, activate the, the, the brown fat, what's the best kind of exercise to make that happen? That's a good question. That's a good, a good question. Really, you know what, any kind of mobility will actually trigger the, the response for your body to, to turn on, turn on that, that fat burning mechanism or that, that thermostat, if you will. Um, but we have found that, especially on this particular protocol, um, short, high-intensity exercise regimens work best um, or a combination of low impact and then a, and then short. I mean, I always say keep the body guessing. So for me personally, I'd like to give you my idea of what my lifestyle looks like on and off the protocol. When I did the protocol and even today is that I started off because of my hips and my back and my knees, the pain I was in, I started off on the treadmill. And all I could do was walk on the treadmill. So I started walking on the treadmill, but I, in order for me to maximize my calorie um, burn, because psychologically my game plan was I was going to get my body in negative calories. I was originally taking in 500 calories, and I was going to burn 500 calories. So I had figured out that for me on the treadmill, if I took the incline up to all the way up to 15%, and I just walked on the treadmill at 3.2 miles an hour, which was like a leisurely walk, it, wasn't even, it really wasn't even breathing hard, that, that I could get my body to actually sweat and burn 500-plus calories. But after a while, what I discovered is that your body gets your body's really, really smart. It's smart about food. It's smart about exercise. So after a while, I just noticed doing the same time, the same effort. I even increased the effort. It means I increased the miles per hour, and I started burning less calories. And I was like, wait a minute, where's my 500? My five, that was my goal, 500. You realize your body starts to adapt really quickly. So what we finally did was I, would, I went from low to high. So I implemented high-intensity interval training, which, which is a series of exercises. They don't necessarily need to do any with weights necessarily, but they're a series of um, what we call um, calisthenic-type exercises, if you will. They get your heart rate up for a short period of time. That means 15, 16, 20 minutes max, and then alternate every, every other day with low-intensity treadmill and high-intensity. That seemed to shred me up like nobody. Um, and so... No problem. So the answer to your question is 
for anybody, just get mobile because, you know, not everybody can do that from the start, um, especially knowing from when I was physically in pain, I couldn't do it. So just get mobile. Even if you're going outside in the cold weather and you've got to put on your gloves and your little mittens and you, you're walking, you walk a mile, um, walk a mile, um, you know, ironically, you burn as many calories walking a mile as running a mile. So, you know, just get active. But if you have, if you are more athletic, you have uh, a gym, a membership, whatever, then alternate between low-intensity workouts and high-intensity, and you'll find that not only will you lose weight faster, you will kick in this mechanism, but either levels of exercise, any exercise, will turn this process on. How how much it burns is going to be how much intensity you actually add to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so every other day, low intensity, high intensity, kind of keep switching it up. Yeah, yeah, and I always give myself one rest day. So Sunday was always my day where I did absolutely nothing, no matter how much I wanted to, no matter how much my my mind told me, oh, I should run or whatever. you got to give your body rest. Recovery is really the only way our body grows muscle and how it heals itself. That's why sleep is so important. Sleep is just as important as exercise, you guys. So if you have erratic sleep patterns, if you're not getting eight hours to so seven hours, eight hours sleep uh, a night, you may find that your numbers are off because when your body doesn't rest, your scale is going to show up the next morning. It's going to look like it didn't move. And it's not because you didn't lose any inches. It's because your body didn't get enough rest to recalibrate itself. So okay. rest, exercise, and follow the protocol. All right? Great question. Okay. Thank I you. Have, I have one more question, oh, if that's sure. possible. Okay. Uh, my time. question is I read the, the original pro- protocol, and, and his uh, um, his dosage of the HCG was like uh, 1.25 versus yours, the 200. Why is that? Or is that matter? Why is that? Yeah. Well, it, it matters to some and, and not to others. You know what? What happens when when we when I put the book together, I, I looked at the average doses that seem to help the majority of people. In other words, we all started off with the 150 and the 125, and we went, wait a minute, we're not supposed to be hungry. I'm a little hungry, or we're not losing as quickly. You know what? Let me bump it up a little bit. And that was the reason I went to a doctor, so that was their recommendation. We'll bump it up a little bit. And we did. And all of a sudden, you just you got you went to a certain level, and all of a sudden, the hunger just stopped. It was like almost like, wow, that, that that's dialed in. Well, after talking and coaching and helping thousands of people, it seemed like that was the magic number. It didn't matter if you were a woman at five one or a man at six six. That seemed to be the number that helped the majority of people. And I always say, right. start there, and then work yourself down or up, depending on how you feel. Because sometimes, for some people, 200 could be a little bit too much. And actually, too much ACG can give you the same symptoms of not too little or, or too little. So I have people say, I say, dial it down to 175, see how you feel. Because it is pretty quick reacting as far as once you dial in the right dose, um, your body will respond. Physically, emotionally, mentally, it will respond. So that's why, that's why, and it looks like, you know, the funny thing is that I raised it up based on, you know, trial and error and, and my own experiences and feedback from people. But if you look around now, it's like not too many people are still recommending 150 IUs. It's pretty much 200 or 225 or, or 300 now. So it's kind of like, you know what, either I'm just really smart or really lucky, but it seems like that we're running on point. But there are some people where 150 is perfect for them and 125, and it's not based on gender or size, just based on how your body reacts with the hormone. Um, oh, okay. So, I, so, I, yeah, so I mean, so there is no hard and fast right or wrong. I say whatever dose works for you, but that 
using not go, going over 275 in, in many cases is now wasting it. You're doing too much. It's just peeing it out, and your and, and stuff is you know it's relatively inexpensive in the, in the scheme of things, but it ain't cheap. So why waste it? So 200 seems to be the the magic number for the majority. So we go with the masses, and I think that's how most research, um, you know, how they come up with their answers based on how the the overall results were for the majority. So that's how we came up with that number. Okay. I have one last question. One last question. Go ahead. We got, you know, we got time. No one else is lighting up. Okay. I have, uh, when a woman is on, you know, has her period and she stops the HCG while she's in phase two, um, does the HCG go all the way out of your body? By the, you know, by the time you start back taking the injections and as the, it you kind of start over? It does. That's a, I think that's a great question because we addressed. I addressed this question, um, and and we addressed it a couple of different ways. I mean, I have two teenage daughters. Or now they're not teenagers; they're grown. They were teenagers at the time. Um, they're in their twenties now. Um, and then I have my wife. We were on the protocol, and my wife, JD, was like, "I'm not stopping this. I'm not stopping my dose. Here, you can. I'm not. I don't want to be hungry. I'm losing weight. I don't want to deal with it." Um, for her and my daughters, there were no problems. Um, there was no problem with prolonged periods. There was no problem at all. It, it worked. Now I've had feedback from other women that were, you know what, I, if I take it while I'm on my cycle, it seems to prolong my cycle many days beyond where I want to be on it. Um, or if I don't take it at all, I'm starving by the time I, not only am I having food cravings, not only am I freaking bloated and angry and pissed off, I'm hungry and I'm, I'm stressed and I want something to eat and, and I'm feeling pretty vulnerable not having the 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 benefit of having the ACG. So right, and, and, and scared you're going to gain weight if you eat more at the same time. Right. So this was how we dealt with it. And like everyone dealt, everyone dealt, like I said, I don't get medical advice. I just give you what our what our own either experience is or the experiences of the masses. So what I recommended, it just sent to me like common sense. I mean, you, every woman has a the cycle is a different amount of days. But let's say the normal cycle is supposed to be seven days and, and some average six days. Then my recommendation, because of the fact within three days we know that the HG is completely out of your system, and we also do know for some women it actually can, if you, it can prolong the, the cycle longer than you want it to. So our, our uh, suggestion was, you know what, take the HCG for the first three days of your cycle, stop it for the last three days to allow your cycle to stop. This way... The last three days, you're still getting the benefit of having it in your system. You're not hungry. It's still warding off the food cravings. You're not jeopardy of, of sabotaging your weight loss, and you won't have to be with. You won't have to deal with it messing up your period for a long period of time. And guess what? It seems to work. It just seems to work. So, so that's the, the, the recommendation I give. You take my recommendation. No, the first three days because you you you, you definitely. What I found, the feedback I got from the women that stopped, you know, is when they stopped the ACG, their cycle stopped. It's like those who, some, some women, unlike my wife and my daughters, who kept taking the ACG through their cycle, they had their normal cycle and it stopped on its own. But there are some women, and a good portion of them, who where the ACG throws their cycle off. It just messes it up, and they're, they're on their period for freaking 10 days, and they're hating it. So they stop. Well, they don't take it, but then they also have the, the double-edged sword where now they're after three days they're hungry. They have to increase their calories in order to in order to basically deal with it, 
and some for some of them they end up reaching into the you know the candy bowl because they can't they can't deal with it anymore. So, as a suggestion, and it's just it, it, everyone is different, but as a recommendation, we said you know what, try three days on, three days off. Let it get out of your system. So once the HDA is out of your system, your period will stop, and in most cases it seems to do that. But you're still getting the benefit of having HCG in your you're getting the benefit of HCG in your system for the entire time you're on your cycle, but you're not adding doses the last three days. Does that make sense, guys? Well, it, it does make does sense. Make, it does make sense. Does your weight yeah. loss stop during the cycle? No. Actually, to some women it does. And I tell, I tell women, and I hope you all hear this, your body's going through what it needs to go through. It's going to do what it needs to do. As long as you're following the protocol and you're not deviating or, or giving in to your cravings, your body, your, your, your body through that cycle is under duress. Okay? That is a process your body's cleansing itself out. Many women will have weight stalls during that time, and, and, it'll, and it'll, the whole time you're on your period, you may not lose a pound or two. And as soon as it's done, your body will catch up. You're still losing inches, but you're getting the bloating from the water weight and what have you. So don't try to force your body to lose weight during that time. Get, okay. The best thing you can do for yourself is to relieve your stress. Say, look, my body's going to do what it's going to do. I'm just going to eat clean. I need to meditate, do some yoga, whatever's going to get you into the Zen moment, and your body will respond. If you try to force it by getting to the gym and running 14 miles or whatever it is, because you're damned or having apple days to try and force your body to lose the weight, you're temporarily, you're basically causing it more duress. So my recommendation is take it easy, let it do what it's going to do. The scale is not your God. It will change when it's time to change. Let your body do what it needs to do. Yeah, I was thinking that just because you're on your period, you still should have that that, 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 that fat that that you need to make your body run as fuel, so just because it doesn't show up, it doesn't mean it's not happening. That's what my thought was, but I didn't really know. Right, but uh, right, but in all honesty, I mean, Dr. Simeon, and, 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 and I'll tell you, the most doctors, to the, most physicians that, that, that are practitioners of this protocol literally follow Dr. Simeon's protocol textbook. So they're going to tell you, and I'm not a physician, like I said, I'm not trying to give you medical advice, but I go from a practical, I go from a practical application world. I go test Let's see what happens and then give feedback. And then have people test it and see what happens if they're willing to. And I always say, try it and let me know. And the feedback I've gotten from people is like, thank you, that worked. Not only did it kill off my cravings, not only did my period stop, I was able to manage that period of time because I think, you know, for you going seven days and for some women it's even longer and you're really without the benefit of the ACG in your system, it puts you in a very vulnerable position because you're mostly, you know, not feeling. You're mostly kind of all over the place. You got food cravings. A lot of women are craving food, different sweets and things at that time. My wife is chocolate, and uh, and so not having the benefit of that is dangerous. And when I mean dangerous, I mean just because I've seen many women. That's when they kind of go off protocol because they just can't deal with it anymore. So my goal is to keep you on protocol and keep you going to your success to get to your goal. So this is my recommendation. All I say, guys, just try it. And if you get a different feedback or, or different response, then let me know because, like I said, we're just sharing information. We're all helping each other. So let me get all this right, last caller. Thank you. All right, last caller. I talk so much. Um, 407-227. Your hand's up. You're on the air. Yeah, Colin, I had a couple more questions kind of piggy-tailing after your last caller. Um, during protocol, yeah. I don't get my time a month at all. The whole time I'm on the injections, I, I, it never happens. That's not unusual, is it? 
No, it's, it's not unusual. For I mean, I tell you, you, have to, you guys got to understand that this is a hormone. It's a hormone. It is a pregnancy hormone. It's approved by the FDA as a fertility hormone. Um, so, you know, ladies beware. <laughs> um, you know, so it's going to make some shifts in your in your your chemical makeup, your biological makeup. Okay. Um, the fact is that we haven't found any feedback that it's permanent or harmful information or, uh, uh, you know, changes that your body goes back to normal after you've done the protocol, but you can experience um, either eliminating your period, having it be prolonged, having it be really short. Sometimes that's the upside, but some people are like, oh, it was only two days, and I felt great. It was gone. No PMS. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah, it all depends on who you are and your body. Okay, and one other quick question. I know you said I'm, I'm kind of excited that you, um, since I'm going to be going into P3 very soon here, you said you were doing some experimentation with some new protocol on that. When do you, when do you think that that information is going to be available? As soon as we as soon as we we have concrete evidence that it that it, that it, that it works. Uh, my thing is that I don't I don't want to say anything to anybody that thinks that it's going to harm them or or derail them from their success. But I do know I do know that we de- de- three, phase three and phase four there needs to be a better lifestyle change, um, something that people can manage. So we are actually kind of testing it right now, and um, we have our little, what do you call it, our control group right now testing it. So to answer your question, I don't know. I, 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 I want to say probably it's going to be a couple of months. Um, okay. Only because the fact that not, we'll know the answer probably really quick, but I won't be able to actually lay it out for people to where it makes sense. Um, probably for a couple months, but um, I'm excited about it. It could blow up in our face, and it'd be and it'd be nothing. And I'll I'll be more than happy to tell people that. But I'm excited about it because, like I said, I'm I'm obsessed with 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 finding a way that's going to make it the majority of the people successful, not just you know not just the the small you know small few. And I mean by successful, successful means not losing the weight because I know that 98% of the people protocol lose the weight. That's the easy part. It's about <laughs> it's about, that is the easy part. It's about managing life. I'm talking about managing holidays, managing travel, managing, you know, you know, having to be on the road and, 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 and not being either not being able to do the protocol or having it mess up because you have no options. We want you to have options. So we're working on it, and hopefully it will be ready soon. So I got, I got one minute left, so I want to check out here. Um, either next week or the week after that, I'm going to have Dr. Chris, who is, who is the expert on the this, this super supplement laminin. I'm really excited about this, not only as a as – a, uh, a holistic medicine, but as a as a you know, helping with weight loss and overall help and health and and uh, and um, our um, God, my our hormones actually balancing our hormones. You know, prior to prior to having to go to see the the endocrinologist is really cool. You guys know I had a show about that. So uh, either next week or the week after, I'm going to have him on so he can talk about the amazing stuff that's going on with this 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 amazing uh, you know. Um, a peptide. It's actually just a supplement, but it's it's the egg of life. It's really amazing stuff. So, uh, look forward to that. Anyway, I really appreciate you being here. I love you bunches. I really I, I I thank you for allowing us to do what we do. Um, I thank you for your questions. I thank you for your emails. And like, and once again, do me a favor. If you're on the show or hear the show, send me an email and give me what would be your three ideal three your, your three ideal things that would make um, living a life, you're living your diet lifestyle, the perfect diet, if you will. Um, that would help. That would help a great deal. And there's a reason for that, guys, because I think I'm onto something. But I want to know if I'm right. My opinion doesn't matter. It's your opinion that matters. So I appreciate that. Uh, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.